You're listening to a Bill Bennett podcast special feature. It's a conversation with Charles Koch. He is the chairman and CEO of Koch Industries. This episode is the final episode of our series on the virtuous cycle. After explaining the third dimension of education as he sees it, which is to bypass the normal roots, Charles will show how resiliency to persevere through failure is a key to success. Bypass are are just all the the non-university ways that people can get that kind of education. I mean, with technology today and and what's being, uh, for example, what, what we teach, our business philosophy of market-based management, a, a lot of that they should have learned in school. And so we look at it as remedial education. But uh, bypassing is setting up non-university programs that will show the university, look, if you want somebody to d- fully develop, to become self-actualized, to uh, to be, be able to best contribute and succeed, you need this three-dimensional approach. You cannot have one-size-fit-all and, uh, and just learn one way or one set of ideas. You've got to be exposed to all different ideas, all different experiences, so you find out what you're good at. And, and, my, and like my philosophy, if I don't understand the other the other side of some position I have as well as my own. I really don't understand my own. And and then learn to be creative, to be challenging everything and thinking of better ways. Because there's always a better way to do everything. None of us have all the answers. We're all fallible and uh and we can all learn and improve. Now and, and success is not inevitable. I just want to make a comment here and then ask you a question. You are a hugely successful uh, entrepreneur and businessman. Um, Take risks and so on. They've been rewarded. You also have very generously given of your resources to support institutions and supplemental programs and reforms of the sort you have just described. But uh, success is not inevitable, right? I mean, I assume as in your business life, um, as you have supported these efforts, uh, in in the education world, you see some failures and some successes. Correct. Oh, absolutely, and yeah. So, so what we need is a philosophy of open experimentation. Now, now, so but but when you experiment, you want to do it in a way that if it doesn't work, it doesn't wipe you out or cripple you. So you 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 design the experiment so you learn and. And so this is what's made us successful in business. We've had more failures than successes. But uh, it's like Thomas Edison said when after he had he had 9,000 uh, uh, failures, they, uh, as people would put it, on developing a, a new battery. And his friend said, oh, Thomas, I'm so sorry you've had all these failures. He said, I haven't had any failures. I've learned 9,000 things that don't work. And so that's that's our attitude here. And it is true for what we're doing in these in to help these other institutions is we need that attitude everywhere. We keep trying new things and and then when we find something that works, we run with it. Do you think people are young people uh, are I mean you, you have this great example of this young woman who decided she wanted to be successful, get out of the situation she was in, and realized all the things she then needed to do, you know, to study math, to to read, to uh, act in a, in a better way. Uh, do you think young people are too easily discouraged? 
you know, some people have commented that in the culture in which we live, internet, social media, that there's such an emphasis on the instant, the instant gratification, instant realization. What do they say that kids, when they're when they're when they're surfing the internet, wait are willing to wait 1.6 seconds, and if it doesn't come up, then they move on. Um, because because you've talked about persevering in this, that success isn't inevitable. When you have failure, what is it that keeps you that keeps you going? And do you find young people? Uh, have the resilience, uh, g- given the c- cultural conditions today, to live with that failure and move on. But I, I think that's always been the case. When you're a young kid, I mean, if you ask them, well, do you want that ice cream cone now, or would you rather have five ice cream cones next year? You know about the marshmallow experiment, Charles? Do you know about that? I've, for, I've forgotten. Go ahead. Oh, well, it's just, it's, 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 you give these little kids a marshmallow, you put it in front of them, and uh, I want to check this out. I'm sure I have the facts right. You say you can have that right now, or if you wait one minute, I'll give you two. They don't do it. They want that marshmallow. I totally agree, Bill, that you, I mean, what's made us successful is having a long-term focus, and this whole business, like for, for business of, Gosh, quarterly earnings, and if you, boy, if you're off one cent a share, your stock goes down. I mean, this is crazy stuff. And so we, fortunately, being private, we don't even have to worry about that. We'd like it. How do we maximize our long-term value by, and we do it by maximizing our ability to create value for others in, in a way that's mutually beneficial. And so that so that gets to our, our next a key institution, and that's that's business, and and so reform. I mean, to me, it's simple. It's we need to eliminate protectionism and corporate welfare for business, and we need equal rights. And business only succeed by creating value for others rather than by rigging the system. And so we we practice that here. We don't look at, at our position on any policy is not, will it make Coke Industries more money? It's, will it create a better system? Because we have a long-term view. I mean, it's not altruism. Uh, because, I mean, if you think you can game the system forever and really be ahead, it isn't going to work. Now, if you just want to make a quick buck and then take the money and run, that's different. But if you want to be in business for years and decades, you better have this uh, long-term view of how do, do I – I want a system where I'll be rewarded for helping people improve their lives. And so, I mean, I, I'll give you an example on this border adjustment tax, 20% border adjustment tax, which I'm sorry to say uh, Republicans in the House were pushing. And and we showed them that if that went through, it would make Coke Industries uh, uh, over an extra $1 billion a year in profit by raising the, the cost of living for the working people in this country. And how how so my question was, to them, how can this be good policy? And big exporters like GE and Boeing would probably never pay tax again. This, I mean, so this is terrible for the American people. And how's this? How do you think this is good for the Republican Party? 
I'm just curious, and in turn, were they incredulous of you? Mr. Koch, this will make you a billion dollars. Why would you be opposed to this? No, I think I think they're kind of used, used to us. But, Charles, these things are intransigent. I mean, I don't mean to pick on anybody, but I was just watching the other day. You know, the sugar lobby, I mean, you could count it in any number, has been with us for a long time. Yeah, and it just it makes a few thousand sugar farmers a lot of money and raises the cost of food for everybody and it doesn't it's not going to bother me or or you but 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 people who have hardly anything this makes a difference so it makes their lives worse so they're making money by making people's lives worse this is this violates our whole vision of people should only succeed to the extent they're creating value for others not destroying value for others. I mean, it's just, and I talk to the politicians who are putting them and explain this, and well, you know, blah, blah, they, you know they, they're able to rationalize it, I guess. Now, how do we put this in the framework? Is what you've just described in your efforts, is this reform, is this supplementing, or is this bypassing? Okay, well, that starts with reform, and then supplementing is what we're doing, is we're teaching uh, as through Catholic University, but also uh, uh, we we help other companies learn these what we call principled entrepreneurship. As we've talked in the past, creating uh, virtuous cycles of mutual benefit, where you focus on developing uh, capabilities so you can do a better job of of creating value for all your constituencies, starting with your customers. And and it helps. It's changed a lot of companies. This, if you want to be successful over time, that's what's made us successful. Is this is what you need to do, rather than trying to game the system, and then uh, and then uh, bypass our our new business entrepreneurs who start this way. Okay, I have a better idea for creating value than the old way. And so this forces then companies who are who are in the protectionist mode, it it forces them to change or puts them out of business. So those are that's applying then reform, supplement, and bypass on on business. And then uh, going over to to communities, then we you look at okay, why do we have troubled communities? We have it uh, because of of a culture that's been largely uh, determined by a welfare system that rather than help people help themselves is making them helpless. It's As the football great Jim Brown put it, he says they'll, they'll cut off your legs so they can hand you a crutch. And that, that is a vivid way, but, but that's it. So, so we need, as we discussed, we need... Uh, in these communities to change the the the, the K through 12 education system uh, to uh, eliminate these regulations that stifle competitions such as occupational licensure which uh, uh, there are hundreds and hundreds of occupations throughout the country that make it virtually impossible for people to get started I mean this can be in hairdressers, yoga instructors, florists, you name it. Like Nebraska alone has 200 of these. And, and bless them, they're starting to address them, to eliminate them. 
And it varies, of course, from community to community and, and from state to, to state. And then the third leg in that, so you have education, you have regulation, and then we have a criminal justice system that, in, in our view, the way it's designed now makes people less safe. And, and if somebody makes one mistake, they're, uh, they're ruined for, for life. They have, they're destroyed. And so, uh, and then so, on the supplement side, then uh, we we have this group called Stand Together that, for example, works in in prisons, has a year course or it varies, but a year course to teach these convicts uh, the skills and values that's just like youth entrepreneurs does in in high school to make them successful and then helps them get a job when they get out. And, uh, and the, the, the convicts who graduate from these programs uh, drop the recidivism rate, that is the, the percentage that go back to prison within five years from around 70% to low single digits. Just think of that. From, and think about what, what we talked about at the beginning – we want a society where as many people as possible are productively engaged, both for their own sake and society's sake. And so rather than have these people coming out and back in crime, to have them be productive and contributing, think what and, and, keep, and helping people be safe rather than unsafe. Just think of that alone, what difference that makes in, in society. So... And supplement, when we put those three together, we we find it makes a, a, a huge difference. And then this, in communities, what's bypassing and what's supplementing kind of merge together. So I've, I've wrapped all that in one. And then on the, on the final institution, uh, government, I mean, government needs to examine what they're doing that undermines equal rights and mutual benefit. All this protectionism and cronyism and corporate welfare, welfare for the wealthy, and start getting rid of it all and opening up. And I would say one other thing is, as you know, Max Weber defined government as the, the social agency with a monopoly on the use of force in a given geographic area. And so it's like any monopolist, you have something that, that you can do and you do well, you, so you have a hammer, and then everything looks like a nail. Since that's, that's their, their nature is use of force, is they tend to use that rather than try. Let's examine, are there, is there this problem caused by lack of equal rights? Or, or how about if we encourage a culture of mutual benefit rather than use force? And, and I'm not saying that we don't need to. Obviously, if somebody's threatening people or going around killing them, we need to get them out of society. But we we don't want to use that as as the first. We need to try the others first. We need to try a system of equal rights and mutual benefit rather than always jump to force. And so in, in Stand Together, we have, for example, ex-gang members then work with gangs and the police in these communities to figure out how to minimize violence, 
how to get people to have this culture of mutual benefit more rather than, okay, the way I get ahead is harming everybody. I want to have a community, so i got to be in this gang, so i got to do a drive-by shooting to be accepted in the gang, to find other ways that they have community, to do things that are positively. Now, once again, I'm not saying this is utopia and we're going to solve all, but just a little bit. Movement in that direction makes a huge difference, as we found. This uh, this uh, one group we support in Dallas called Urban uh, Specialists, they've cleaned up the 16 toughest uh, blocks in Dallas through this approach. Huh. So let's step back. Community, business, education, government. We can reform, we can supplement, we can bypass just curious with your experience so far and i know you're in the in the middle of it uh and maybe some difficulty seeing seeing the forest for the trees which is the most resistant to change would you say charles where have you had the most luck where have you have you had uh, the most frustration society as as you suggested at the start it starts with an idea it starts with a belief, and, and, and for each individual, it starts with the belief, I'm a worthy person, I can achieve something, and, and by golly, I'm going to go do it. And, and that's the starting, starting point towards self-actualization, toward learning, contributing, and succeeding. And so, so it, uh, I can't say overall, but I can say, all of these work together, just like those three prongs, reform, supplement, and bypass, all work together. When you have those being mutually supportive and work together, wow, just like at Catholic University, aha, wow, we can change what we're doing and, and help individuals have better lives and, and make society better as a result. And we find that in criminal justice system. We find that in K through 12. We find that in business. So it's, it, once again, it starts, it all, it's, it's like the old saying, okay, you as an individual can't do much, but you're the only one. It all starts with individuals. And so that's, that's what we've got to do. And, and it starts with ourselves, each one. What am I doing? That's leading toward this system of equal rights and mutual benefit, and what I'm doing. What am I doing that's undermining it? That's moving us away from it. And so it's the old story: physician, heal thyself. And when you get that going, then it all becomes uh, mutually supportive. Well, I don't know that the physician I'm talking to, Charles Koch, needs much healing, uh, but. You know, you, Socrates says, "Know thyself." You you know better than I. But I think to any objective observer, uh, your life, your record is one of extraordinary success, and your work in these four areas, in the throes of uh, your efforts to improve them, shows uh, the remarkable generosity of spirit and the selflessness um, with which you have uh, taken on these challenges. And we all uh, we all stand in admiration of you, sir, and we thank you. Well, thank you, Bill. Enjoyed it. As always, always enjoy visiting with you. Thank you for listening to this Bill Bennett podcast special feature. 
Conversation with Charles Koch. It's an eight-part series where we discuss the virtuous cycle. I encourage you to listen to and to share all eight episodes with your family, friends, and colleagues. Feel free to send us your thoughts. You can email me at BillBennettPodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening to this Bill Bennett Podcast special feature, A Conversation with Charles Koch.